0: Oi, Gov, this is a sticky wicket, it is. And that Cthulhu is a right bloody pisser, me thinks. Apples and pears. This week on King Me, episode two of Nightmares and Dreamscapes Crouch End.
1: Uh, King Me. Um, oh, that's right.
0: King me. Yes, I had almost forgotten. King me, baby. Welcome to the King me program. The official Stephen King movie podcast, the official podcast of Kinging me. Also this week, the official podcast of um switching over from coffee to tea. <laughs> oh. I am Dan Gagliardi. Yeah. Yeah. And who are you? I- I'm Rob Avon. You son of a. <laughs> ah,
1: hello, Rob. <laughs> Um, yeah. I, I, that, man, I that was, like, intro I was real. At, it's also, oh yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> apples and pears. What Apples and pears, yeah. baby. <laughs> you said that last week too. Is that like an actual Cockney, yeah. uh, slang rhyming slang? It's a, yeah, it is. It's for stairs.
0: That's how stupid British people are. I don't, oh man, I won't, I, I will yeah. never understand that. I wish I did. It's um, it's a bad idea. You know. Well, okay. So that's not fair because, like, you know, we do a lot of uh, strained wordplay <laughs> on this show too. So right. it's a real pot calling the kettle black situation.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, man. Also, quick apology. I was like all the way out of breath that whole intro, as though I didn't know we were starting. <laughs> I was just. <laughs> As though I had run into the house because you guys were waiting for me to do that. Um, I I gotta apologize, and I do. Oh, good. A- if you apology here's an accepted. idea. Maybe I could have. Af- Thank you, and maybe I could afford a an inhaler, you know, to help me with my breathing. If only you would go to our Patreon and <laughs> support us. Uh. Uh, by clicking through to that in the show notes. Yeah. five dollars or more gets you access to our bonus content.
1: Yeah, or if you if you don't have five dollars to donate, that's fine. If you want to donate one dollar, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. Also, and we'll give you a little shout out on King Me. Um, and if we'll say hello, <laughs> hello, and and if you don't have either one, for of example, those, if you don't have five or one dollars, um, just mm-hmm. you know uh just head on over to iTunes and uh rate that bitch you know
0: yes well if you don't if if you don't have uh oh is this are we doing rate that bitch
1: yeah we're doing rate that bitch
0: all right welcome to rate that bitch uh this week it's um it's uh Madeline Albright <laughs> just the first person i thought of
1: what do you <laughs> oh. rate her oh definitely uh an 8.5 out of 15
0: (laughs) hey in my opinion that albright is all right let's give it up for madeline albright this has been right that bitch it sounded like you said that (laughs) i'm not even gonna rate her
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's good
0: it sounded like i said she was alt right
1: yeah (laughs) everything is alt right and that's all right (laughs) um -hmm. you heard it here folks uh all right, this is all right, well, This is already this off, uh, <laughs> off to a terrible start, so we should bring our guest in. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it feels like we passed through a fin spot, mate, oh. doesn't it? <laughs> sure does. Uh, all right, so <laughs> this week, uh, episode two of Nightmares and Dreamscapes, uh, titled Crouch End, yep. uh, and here to discuss it with us, well, uh, friend of the show, friend of, uh, friend of us as people. Uh, yep. Uh what else? What else can
1: you say about this guy
0: that I haven't already said?
1: Um He is a uh he's he's our our resident uh hip hop expert, I think. Also, which probably oh, won't yeah. apply to anything um, in this episode, but just in case it comes up. Um Oh, we could do some. I'm sure we could strain some logic. Yeah. Um It's yeah. uh it's Angelo Gingerelli.
3: Going on, guys. Happy to be here, Angelo. <laughs> How are you? Oh, happy to have you. Pretty good, man. How are you guys doing?
1: Uh, we're good. Uh, Not great. <laughs> Dan could be better.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Can't
0: we all? At the end I of the could day? be better. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I more meant I could be
1: doing better right now at this. <laughs> right, if they, like he's been at it for two years now, and you'd think, but no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys know <laughs> nope. somehow. Years? Yeah, it's just uh, a. I think so, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, rem- yeah, we did like a, yeah. a a end of the year wrap up last year, right. so it's
1: been at least Yeah, oh, it's
0: got to be about 2 years
1: now. Are we going to do another end of the year wrap up? We're going to have to. All right.
0: Well, and maybe we bring back rate that bitch, everyone's favorite <laughs> segment. Yeah. All right. This is all this all checks out, right? Fantastic. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um. So, <laughs> so okay. What? Um, before we talk about this, uh, this episode, right? Um, Angelo, what is your, what is your relationship with Stephen fucking King? Fucking deal. What's what's your fucking deal? Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Um, oh yeah,
1: yeah, we're, yeah. it's I mean, it's some real gotcha podcast.
3: Yeah, you guys really go from zero to a hundred
1: yeah. real quick on King Me. Yeah, yeah. we're like uh, just like muttering and like mumbling
3: through <laughs> our intro, and then we're like, "Fuck yeah, your just, thing." Uh, 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 hey man. Oh, to start off, you guys invited me here. I don't know why everyone's so hostile towards me in the first thirty seconds of being on the mic. Oh, I I don't have almost. Any background with Stephen King? Okay. You guys, two years into the show, obviously are Stephen Get King out. scholars. I am the complete opposite of that. <laughs> I know his greatest hits from the movies. Like I've right. seen The Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I saw The Shining, but beyond that, and the the level of like you know short lived mini series breakdown we're doing today. Yeah. Except for you guys sending me this file and allowing me to watch this episode of Nightmares of Dreamscapes, Yeah. I know almost nothing about Stephen King.
1: Okay, good. Um. Perfect. I, th- I was I was
3: really hoping you were going to be like, I've only seen Stephen King's greatest hits.
0: You know, The Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption, Dolores Claiborne. So I mostly, <laughs> ch- I know him as a dramateur. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then i I'll- yeah, he writes he writes poignant drama films, right?
3: Yeah, and as far as the horror stuff, just <laughs> like, personally, I'm not a huge fan of horror movies. Okay, so, like, even even growing up, a bunch of my friends were going to see like Saw Seven. I would go, yeah, but I wouldn't like try to watch the previous six to get ready for. It, <laughs> yeah, you know you're, like, I know...
1: you're like I don't like horror, but I like friendship. I, so let's. <laughs>
3: I just like nights out of the house. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Else, friendship and nights out of the house. Sure. So yeah. my my horror background now, in it, general is very limited, cool. and I like to read. I read a lot of books, but Stephen King books seem like such a massive on under- takings yeah i've never gotten to the reading side of it either
1: yeah i i lent you a w- uh, grant morrison book and you you ha- you gave it back to me like a few days later and you were like it was a good book i was like i don't know how you did that so I, fast
3: i am a i'm a very good reader for a graduate of the tom's river regional school system yeah, i'm a very good reader good job <laughs> a shout um, out to the I public
0: will say, school system as far as stephen king <laughs> books go you can you just like yeah um i guess uh if it ain't broke don't fix it is the lesson here (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) doing great but as far as stephen king books go you can they are like super long but you chew through them pretty quickly they're not uh dense they're very plotty so it just kind of moves right along yeah Uh, but also we don't talk about the books here we are expressly forbidden to talk about the books We've gotten season desist letters <laughs> from Big Book. don't <laughs> um, beef with Big Book. The yeah. Bible. The Catholic yeah, with, Church has sent us season with desist. Catholic,
1: with the Catholic Church and uh, and Penguin and Publishing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. All right, so I, you've seen like, hey, a handful of Stephen In a lot of, of priests look like penguins.
3: Right. I've seen the, the hits. I've seen the, the greatest the hits, hits right. and more of the, the drama hits than the horror hits, I guess. But I have a, I have a question because I, I researched this a little bit when you guys asked me to come on, which I definitely appreciate. But uh, who who is his intended fan base? Like the show we watched, and we're gonna obviously break down at length in a minute here. Who is this for? Like, who is watching everything? Who's a Stephen King head? Can you guys <laughs> explain that to me?
1: No, I can't. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, you know what? I think I, 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 we we've kind of touched on this before. I think we maybe on like smaller episodes gone into it. But like Stephen King has like uh, he we we. we we were talking about this, Angelo, before we started recording. And, Dan, I swear to God, 2018, we're going to start recording oh earlier, okay? This is going to be our year. <laughs>
2: this
0: is going to be our
1: year. I want you to – maybe we just leave it rolling. <laughs> yeah. No, that's – right. Just don't turn the mics off ever. Um, mm-hmm. No, but mm-hmm. it, he he had, like, the greatest hits early on, right? So, like, the first movie was Carrie, which a lot of people like. Then – the uh, the what was it? Salem's lot, then like the Shining was early on. And then like through the eighties it was just like every year I had like two or three like Stephen King movies coming out. And people were just like eighties was like a huge time for horror movies in general. And then like the quality started dipping off and they were still making the movies and you could always kind of tell when it's gonna be like a kind of shitty one because they make it like Stephen King's whatever. So like Stephen King's Tommyknockers, because like Stephen King's name <laughs> sells, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 those yeah. Tommyknockers <laughs> really sell <laughs> Stephen too. Stephen King's Tommyknockers <laughs> is
3: not what it sounds like. By so the way you guys he, are trying to say when you're marketing things. a film. Stephen King is a bigger name than Tommy Knockers. <laughs> that's right. <Okay. laughs> Nobody's gonna recognize those Tommy Knockers. Well, that's not a guy's name. There's, <laughs> there's not a guy yeah. named Tommy Knockers.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no man named
0: yeah. just the yeah. fat guy from the neighborhood.
2: <laughs> um
1: Yeah, so but then like so then there's like dips in quality, right? But then there'll be like every I don't know, it the the time frame is getting shorter, but it's like every like five to eight years, there's one movie that's a Stephen king adaptation that's fucking great okay like reaches that mm-hmm. g- level of greatness like the shawshank redemption where like people are just like that's an incredible movie right so like yes and then sell right <laughs> like like the movie sell with <laughs> Rob, uh, what's uh um
3: john, john cusack, cusack. And
1: sam jackson um wait
3: there's a movie called sell mm. yeah it's like, from last year I think like S E L L or C. I
1: guess C E L L, like a cell phone. See, as in Dockey. cellular yeah. telephone. A, as a a in, they're turning us into the cell. cell.
3: The cell with Jennifer Lopez. Yes, I remember liking that back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah.
1: They cut up a horse.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> like, it holds in, up now. What? I it.
1: Oh, Dan, you would love it.
0: <laughs> oh, this. Sh- <laughs> oh well, yeah. Uh, long time fans of the show may remember the horse punisher. No, the, uh, the horse mangler. Uh, oh, mangler. That's the, right. I- yeah, I kind of like I like the horse <laughs> punisher too. Though yeah. that's on Netflix now. Yeah. Also, a, whor- a horse
3: calls a guy to lose his family, so he wears a skull shirt and he's runs around shooting horses. Yeah. Oh, the, the last episode, the Monmouth Racetrack. Like th- <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, actually, the horse punisher and the horse mangler they exist in the same user- universe and they're uh, diametrically opposed. Yeah. Like you think that you think they'd get along, but one of them is just. You know they have opposite opinions of what how to deal with the horse problem.
1: No, one says punish them, (laughs) the other
0: says mangle them. (laughs) Um,
1: So, but that, but with those like great movies that come out, because those because they get like such like acclaim and people go to see them, then there's like a whole like resurgence in Stephen King movies. So there's like. It, it's happening right now actually like it was a huge movie like
3: oh, I, I remember the end of yeah. the summer right it came, like late summer yeah
1: it was like and like uh what was it dark tower came out earlier like a couple months before that and everybody was like yeah that movie kind of sucked and then it came out and everybody was like fuck yeah this is great and now like if you look up like stephen king adaptations that are like Going in the works right now, there's like 10 of them that are coming out in the next like two mm. years. Got you, they're yeah. like struggling with fire yeah. hot,
3: kind of yeah. thing, yeah,
1: exactly. Okay. And then, like, also, sure, uh, we talked yeah, about like, this too. It was like, is like uh, uh, Stranger Things is like so incredibly popular from Netflix, and it's basically like a combination of like various Stephen King, uh, like stories, okay. you know, it's it's very Stephen King in its like vibe, so pe- that was like huge for people, and then we're like, all right, well, let's. Let's do this. Uh, it movie. It's basically like the original version of St- uh, Stranger Things, and then just like gets it just snowballs.
3: Right, and I guess you'd say like the, I'm assuming the the writers of Stranger Things are much younger than Stephen King. So I guess the writers that grew yes. up reading Stephen King are now becoming in 100%. Hollywood and making their own version of yeah. Stephen King.
1: They're like they're like in their 30s and they grew up watching those movies and reading those books and like John Carpenter movies and all those like those eighties style like big kind of horror movies and that's where they come from and yeah.
3: That uh, makes sense. Yeah. So then I learned something new today. Yeah.
1: Um so who is this and episode for? <laughs> it's uh it's for whoever's like oh, it's hanging for, on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <You know>? It <laughs> It's for whoever's like Well it, what year did this, was this from? Two thousand six?
3: yeah, oh six. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: So like I don't even know what what the like Green Mile come out in ninety nine. Was there anything like when we haven't done the mist yet? The mist is another like big one. I think. uh, Yeah. Was the mist like the mist wasn't like
0: a blockbuster, though, right? Like it's just understood sort of after the fact that it was good. You know, I think it was really like it at the time.
1: I think people liked it at the time. It, I don't think it wasn't like it never got to be as big as like Shawshank or Green Mile because those are just like dramas and much, you know, just like the quality is very good. But the the same director did The Mist. Like Shawshank, Green Mile and The Mist are all done by Frank Darabont and he's he's a Oh, really? I didn't know he did I didn't know he did yeah, The yeah. Mist.
0: That's uh that's interesting. Yeah, it's that's quality. also a good lead in to this episode because it um it uses the same sort of Lovecraftian uh bullshit. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Do you know anything about Lovecraft? Angela? I do I do not. Yeah. I, I could I, not be um, less prepared for this. That no, that's fine. Um I <laughs> also I only know like with Lovecraft stuff like the greatest hits like Cthulhu and that's basically it. It's just like this big Yeah. <laughs> uh, demon monster with like Oh, that uh, Cthulhu. Ten- of, Like a tentacle-faced that's it. So that—that's yeah. what is, well, what is uh, Lovecraft the well, general? Is it like HP uh, Lovecraft is a—he's uh, uh, a writer. Okay. From uh, the early 1900s, um, he wrote a lot of horror mm-hmm. uh, stories, short stories, and um, also very racist in everything. <laughs> oh my God,
0: hated. He was—he was mortified of Filipino people. Like truly, yeah. truly. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a short story. There's a short story about a race of fish people that is specifically just like, just a a takedown of of the Philippines.
1: <laughs> yeah, just it's real not great. <laughs> yeah, it's not good.
0: <laughs> so it's so is weird more, because like so much one.
3: of like, Two Thousand Leagues Under the Sea was he one of those? No,
1: no. Um, I, I mean no. like, what is, what is the Cthulhu story called? I I can't even remember.
0: I. I honestly don't All right, we'll, we'll know. look that up, um,
1: but that's like the the biggest one. Fair enough. Hey, yeah. is this
0: a Lovecraft podcast or a Stephen King podcast? Remind me, because <laughs> I'm you know seems like it's a more of a Lovecraft podcast yeah. at this point. Um, um, but yeah, so it's it Lovecraft like that. The fact that he was so racist always kind of boggled my mind, just because like his horror f- fixation is with like like very cosmic existential shit. So he had like this sort of big galaxy brain approach to horror, but also he was terrified of like he'd cross the street
1: for a Filipino guy. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's
0: fucked up, super um, fucked up.
1: Yeah, it was fucked up. So uh, it, the the story is called Call of the Cthulhu. Um, so oh right. no, oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, that I, I well, fucked that up already. How then. the hell Call am I going to remember that? All right, you know what, guys. Mm. This is a Stephen King podcast, all right? Let's let's get down to fucking brass tacks here. Um, let's do it. Um, we're, we we find
0: ourselves in Merry Old England?
1: Yeah. So uh, last week uh, we talked about pornography, and uh, before that though <laughs> we did episode one of Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Um, and mm. yeah, we're we're back at it. It's a
0: yeah. Last but, week we talked about pornography. This week. This week, we're talking about characters who desperately wish they were in <laughs> pornography. These are just the horniest fucking people. Oh, my God. So Claire fucking, Forlani yeah. is trying to fuck yeah. the whole time. The whole
1: time. Even at the end. Very the weird. The whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: She's like, wait, what'd you say the cat's name was? Lonnie? I'm going to fuck that cat. Um. Hey. <laughs> okay yeah. so yeah uh this episode stars Claire Forlani um Eon Bailey a <laughs> uh, bunch of nobodies Yeah Claire Forlani uh you may know from Mallrats <laughs> and perhaps
1: nothing else yeah, Uh she yeah Mallrats and um she's in Meet Joe Black the Brad Pitt Movie okay. where he plays um
3: death himself. Death right? himself, Joe yeah. Black. <laughs> I feel like Claire, Claire Forlani is a name that I think is a much bigger actress than she really is. Yes, like it's like I've heard her name enough times. When I hear it now, I'm like, oh, Claire Forlani's in this, and like I don't really know who she is beyond yeah. Rats and now this that we watched today. I
1: I can I always confuse her and um I forget the girl's name, the woman's name. It's like Vera something. She's the mom on Bates Motel. You know that. Uh, oh, fuck. is that is that like a
0: long Italian Formiga name or Miga? Yeah, it's like thing. it is like, like
1: Formaggio or something Vermi-
0: like
3: Formigli or something. Formiga, Vera Formiga, Vera Formiga. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Vermi- Vermi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, guys, yeah. we got there. <laughs> yeah, we know
0: way more about Vera Formiga <laughs> than we do about H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. <laughs> All right, so far. Let's, uh,
1: what what is this? What what the fuck did we watch here, Dan?
0: I honestly, it comes and goes. It feels like uh, the way it's shot. It looks the whole thing looks like an opening credit sequence, just like the filters. Yeah, that they use. Um, so okay, to set it up, uh, Claire Forlani, uh, plays Doris Freeman. Eon Bailey plays Lonnie Freeman. So you could say that Claire Forlani plays a Claire for Lonnie. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> <Nice> Stephen, <down. laughs> <the> Stephen King. <laughs> um, so they play they're like a newlywed couple. They're on their honeymoon in England. Um, The the opening, like the very first one of the first things you see in this episode. Oh, wait, no, there's that thing at the beginning where she's in the police station. So we start in media's right. rest. The technique of the ancient Greek poet Homer,
1: I which is my I hate that technique so much, like taking. Oh, so you're uh, too you're, good you're, for Homer. You're ruining Homer. everything. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not great. Yeah, though. Uh, you ever see the movie Swordfish with uh, John Travolta and uh, Holly Berry's tits?
3: Way back <laughs> in the day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> that was the first movie where she, she like it was a big deal. Like she, she got. I think two million dollars to uh, to show her boobs in that movie. Um, <laughs> a million like, per tit. That's right, and that and that was the joke of the time. <laughs> um, oh no, I wasn't <laughs> aware. I was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> but that movie opens with like um, this this bomb exploding, like it's a vest bomb, and it's filled with all these ball bearings, and it just like it's one of those um, Matrix style like camera shots, like goes around in a circle and it's the 360 like 360 thing yeah and yeah and it's like the most interesting interesting thing that happens in the whole fucking movie and they they front load it and then you're watching the rest of the movie and you're like this blows like why am i
3: <laughs> everything's downhill after the first three minutes <laughs> yeah
1: you you've ruined that scene for me now that would have been amazing an hour wait, into the wait so garbage. you feel yeah i feel like so you feel that i feel like her being in the, the, the same <laughs> as that no, I just feel like I don't don't ruin the ending for me. Like, don't tell me that she like made it out okay and all this stuff. Like, give me give me some suspense.
3: Yeah. Like I, especially on a show like yeah. this, which an anthology. Yeah. Like, say if it's if it's a series, you kind of know the main character's not dying in episode two, right? Well, but this is not a, yeah, right. If exactly, it's an anthology, yes. she could theoretically not make it out, right? Because right. next episode she doesn't have to be in it.
1: Yeah, that's true. So yeah. don't, all oh, right, fine. don't do
3: that. Uh, real quick, we kind of skipped over the intro to <laughs> Nightmares and Dreamscapes in general. The opening credits. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, like 10 years ago, that intro would have been the most TBS thing ever. Like, yes. If I didn't know this was on TBS, two seconds, like, this is definitely a TBS show. <laughs> right. that, and it was like... It wasn't necessarily bad, right. but there's people doing YouTube videos in their basement now that have better production values than TBS did ten years ago. Yes. Um. They well, once sure. the show gets yeah. rolling, it's not that bad. But I just think they put nothing into that that intro. Yeah. No. I yeah. I agree. With well, that. it's That's- like
0: it reminded me. It reminds me of the Kingdom Hospital opening credits, which is just like spooky imagery for a few minutes. And like, I feel like they're both going for like they look. It's the style of opening credits that like prestige TV uses now.
2: Oh, like yeah.
0: it's got a very HBO vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. Like that's what they're going yeah, for. Yeah, like so the guys at HBO um, saw they're this failing.
3: On CBS They're failing. They're falling. We could do far this better. Right? right. We could do it better right. now. Game of Thrones or whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: mm. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this. So okay. So Claire Furlani and Lonnie. Um, they go. Uh, <laughs> they're are they like newlyweds? Is that they, they weirdly
3: don't get into yeah, it. And okay. also, it might be their honeymoon, but he's clearly got business in England. That's why. Because right. the whole thing to get the ball rolling is you got to go to a business meeting in the oh, crowd. Oh, is end, that correct? right?
1: Um,
0: I just assumed it was a honeymoon because, again, they're just always trying to fuck the entire time. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Speaking of that, when they go back to the one hotel room and there's flowers everywhere, and yeah. they go on the bed and you don't insinuate oh my God. they get it on, there is a perfectly placed champagne bottle at about a forty five degree angle that could not be more <laughs> on the nose symbolism of an erect penis <laughs> that I've ever seen. Um, it's really I don't know if it's done well, but it's definitely done. It's definitely, <laughs> it definitely, definitely happened. happened. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Also, while we're talking about those flowers, that is not romantic. That made it feel like a funeral.
2: Very yeah. nice. Very, yeah, yeah. very true.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like rose petals like sprinkled around in a like a romantic fashion. Yeah, it was it definitely was like, like, I'm sorry for your loss. It was,
0: I'm not yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were like those big arrangements that you have to like stick on an easel
3: next to a casket. Yeah. Maybe they might be in the year the person was born and the year they died. Yeah, yeah. Oh I, I am by no I am by <laughs> no means an entertainment industry insider, but I get the vibe. The director sent like a PA to go like make this room look sexy for and <laughs> yeah. go get flowers and the kid had never done that before. So right. he just went and got like the funeral package and yeah. just threw it up in I the I don't room. know,
1: like, like give me like three arrangements. Whatever you
0: got. Does it surprise you that the same set designer who was like who puts the champagne bottle in the bucket at an exact yeah. forty five degree angle also couldn't handle the naturalism of just getting like
1: sexy flowers?
3: No, not surprising.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This whole episode, up until like I don't know, this this whole episode seems like it was made for like fifty dollars. Like nothing about this seems oh, yeah. uh
0: Yeah, it's all and like, yeah, and even the post production, it's all like iMovie filters. Right, it, it exactly. It looks like shit.
3: Right. Like, you guys brought this up in some of the other episodes I've listened to. That the world, the England these characters live in, is very unpopulated. There's like yes. nobody around ever. Well, when they when they get to the one neighborhood, it makes when sense. When they get to Crouch End, but in, even yeah. in the hotel, when they're trying to catch a cab, there's like maybe 13, 14 extras in the whole right, city just, of England, right. of city of London. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> so, oh, by the way, thank oh, you yeah. for listening. Always nice to meet a fan. Wait, say that again. What? I'm just
1: being it. I said, I said, Angelo, thank you for listening. Always nice oh. to meet a family. <laughs> yeah, we, we made Angelo listen to an episode before he came on
3: because he's never heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I was a little taken aback by this invitation. I don't listen to the show. I know nothing <laughs> yeah. about Stephen King. I don't like. At one point, I was like, I don't think they got the right guy. Did they mean to email somebody else? I mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking I, uh, of contacting the wrong people, Dan, I want to tell you this. I, I'm not sure if I told you before. We all did a fundraiser back in the summer for a, an organization that teaches autistic kids how to skateboard, and it was 50 comedians doing one joke each. It was a great day. It was really yeah, fun. It was, it was awesome. Rob, yeah. But the, the girl, the woman that introduced me, introduced me as Angelo Gagliardi. <laughs> and you had just moved oh, to Arizona yes. like the week before it happened. So I'm walking to the stage and people are like, oh my God, Dan Gagliardi's <laughs> back. Dan Gagliardi's <laughs> back at Asbury Park. And I get, I get to the mic and everybody hates me. They're like, who is this kid that thinks he's being Dan Gagliardi? Um,
1: D- Dan's back and he changes his name to Angelo. That's yeah, great for him. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> to Dangelo. Dan-
3: yeah, it was so weird and surreal, but uh just so you know, you people were really upset that I was not you at the show.
1: Who uh, who was the one who introduced um, you? It was Molly Miller. It was Molly Miller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Molly Miller for not knowing who Angel <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, that tracks. How's it going, Molly? <laughs> um
0: yeah, well, thank you for helping both rip off the band-aid of my departure
1: and snuffing out my legacy. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> so all right so we talked about this uh a little bit uh lonnie has a business meeting and uh so in between this couple uh, fucking they uh they're like all right let's take care of some business and they they get in a a, a london taxi and uh, well wait okay um, <laughs> before we get to well they go to get in a yeah taxi they go to get in a taxi and, and uh um, the first guy that they talk to is the Jamaican guy, which yeah,
3: <laughs> and oh. Lonnie is not happy that there's a Jamaican cab driver because he asked them, and then he goes back to to the girl to uh, Claire Falani and she's like, "What happened?" He's like, couldn't understand him through that accent and all that reggae music. Yeah, super um, racist guy. Yeah, and like, this, <laughs> this isn't from the 1950s or even the Lovecraft era. This happened in 2006. Right. Um, like, yeah. why <laughs> is Stephen King and CBS so anti-Jamaican people?
1: Yeah. He was uh I, yeah, they it was like a real they Adrian really went Brody out of their way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. no Gibson on This again. was This gets our um every episode we hand out a Respect Manek Award <laughs> and uh this week it goes to the Jamaican cafe. <laughs> um it was it was decidedly not Irie. re <laughs> not uh, a fan. Yeah. Um I did write that down and I was like kind of hoping to get a parade of just like I was hoping for like 10 cabs of other stereotypes
3: which, were, which would have been amazing if every like, cab uh, was just a different ethnicity yeah. and this guy Lonnie just hating on them Could, what what I will say as much as we couldn't under what's that go ahead Dan <laughs> oh I was just gonna say couldn't understand
0: that Greek guy through his accent that mandolin music
3: <laughs> <laughs> an Italian cab driver couldn't drive because he was too busy eating pizza <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, what, what eating will,
1: pizza and, and plumbing things
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I will well he couldn't even it, Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say what I will say as much we've hated on these actors. I think as a couple they do a pretty decent job of being like the stereotypical ang- or uh, ugly American abroad yeah um, just kind of like horrible Midwesterners that don't yeah. have any desire to mix in with with you know respond to their surroundings definitely. but um I, they're not they're not great actors obviously but I think if that's what they're going for, They do a pretty decent job of it. But something tells me that's not what they were going for.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, uh, yeah. So, he's like, uh, I want to go to Crouch End. And the guy's like, you know, I'm not going to do the accent. But, you know, just imagine him. He said, Amon. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not going to go to Crouch End. (laughs) But, you know. why don't you rob just do the jamaican accent oh you're, ah, you're setting me up come on <laughs> you're just
0: yeah i am i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna insist that angelo be quiet so that we can get it clean and i'm gonna pull it and i'm gonna hold it against you <laughs> i'm gonna show it to your
1: employer <laughs> uh yeah um so he, they finally get catch a cab that'll take him to crouch end where this meeting is taking place uh and the, the cab driver. And the driver the driver spends the whole
0: ride um, doing exposition.
1: Yeah, the uh, whole Archie. time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Archie. It's okay, and when we say he's a cabbie, he's the most British cabbie possible. He kind of looks like Bob Hoskins. He's got on, like, a newsboy hat yeah. and a vest and a shirt, and he's just all, Oi, mum.
1: Yeah, he's you like don't uh, want to go to crowd. Yeah, it's he's like a real fake taxi driver, you know?
3: That it just knows everything yeah. about the area. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like it maybe because it's And of also about of-
0: multiple di- like dimensions. Multi- like other dimensions? <laughs> yeah. He he's like this this blue collar working class stiff who's also just like, "Oh, I missed there's a rift in the space-time continuum in there." <laughs>
3: Oh, like My thought was, too, if he knew that much about the dimensions and yeah. the space-time, team, why is he driving a cab? Why is he not trying to get involved in it somehow? Like, go and see what's out there. Because yeah. I always feel like whenever we talk about other dimensions, we think it's going to be bad. What if it was, like, really cool? What if it was better than modern-day yeah. England? Like What if it was a better place to be for him? Oh wait.
1: I'm a cab driver, but I also dabble in astrophysicism. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Also, I'm a big um, fan of a yeah, that's like, that will well, take people to a place they shouldn't go. Yeah, You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. The crouching end is the worst place ever. You're going to get killed. spends the whole, like, yeah. like... I'll take you there. Yeah, they're the half there are literal demons there. whole half-hour <laughs>
0: ride talking about...
3: Yeah. Also, I I thought... This is, like, maybe oh, it's man. bad foreshadowing. I thought he was going to be involved in the crouch end to some extent. Yeah. But then he's really not. He's just kind of gone, right?
1: Yeah. No, he just... He, he like, yeah, takes yeah. off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> he's... <laughs> He's literally just a, a vehicle for exposition. No. Okay. So because like she gets out of the cab and then like when she turns around, the taxi cab is just like straight up gone. Are we to think that he's yeah. like some sort of um, uh, like a, like some sort of transport specifically for this other dimension? Or is he like a real cabbie who just knows way too much about this? And he's just like, I'm not hanging around and I'm taking off right now.
3: I think it makes more sense. It's hard to say. To me, it makes more sense that he's from the other dimension and the car just vanishes. Yeah. Because how think about this, there's not they're not on like cell phones. They have flip phones in here, right? Yeah. So she's not like looking at Instagram and the car pulls away and she doesn't recognize it. Yeah. She's playing Snake on a flip phone, just standing there and the car pulls away, <laughs> gets far enough away that she doesn't see it at all. Right. And it's gone. So in my mind, the car had to have disappeared, went to another dimension, went through one of the cracks in a leather ball. Analogy, the guy used a little bit later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because to me like you can't be that out of it where a large car can just pull away and get far enough away where you don't see it yeah. and you didn't see or hear it at all. Am I right on that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what Angela was talking about the <laughs> Can I get ball. an amen? <laughs> what?
0: Um yeah. Oh no, no. He said am I right on that? I said can I get an amen? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we we no, all do stand-up yeah, comedy, and, and I feel like we all say we
3: hate comics That pander like, am I right, am I right, am I right <laughs> yeah. But I feel like every other sentence, like, Am I right about this, what do you guys think about this Am I right guys, am I right yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: um, But also, wasn't his cab Like, didn't it look Distinctly
1: different from the other cab Yeah, it looked like old-timey, right Yeah, that cab's from the 1950s yeah. or
3: earlier I would say
1: Yeah, And then like, when mm-hmm. they're I think when they're walking around, don't they see like a, a rusted? I don't know if it's a cab, but it, it looked like an older car.
3: Yeah, I feel like the the once they get in the crouch end, it's, yeah. you can't tell what time period it is. It's, yeah, the buildings are older, but so much stuff looks modern. It's not like a, a neighborhood that just stopped in time one specific time. To me, the way I'm seeing it, mm-hmm. it's just like this weird other dimension, which is like the other dimension just consists of stuff they got on set and they just put it all in one area and film it.
1: Yeah, it well, yeah, it's weird because like <laughs> they see those. Well, they see those bikers, right? And they look like they're like '50s greaser kind of. They bikers. look to
3: me like the Hornsberry Boys.
1: <laughs> Shout out to the Hornsberry <laughs> Boys, Jack
3: Steiger's gang um, from back when you lived in Australia.
1: Um, and then there's those, those <laughs> kids who they they're another, uh, you know, group of characters or whatever that just seem like out of time. Like, look at, look
0: at yeah, also, kid's no payoff for those guys. No,
3: no explanation whatsoever. Right? No.
0: There's so much that doesn't get paid off. There's also like this was the weirdest thing in the very beginning when um they're going up to their hotel room and they're in the elevator. um there's, like, a, another couple in the elevator with them, and she presses the floor for their button and then, like, goes to double press it just to, like, make sure it was pressed yeah. all the way. And Claire Forlani screams at her not to do that because she's superstitious about pressing the button twice. Mm. I don't I thought there was going to be some some sort of payoff with her being like a superstitious person or something, but there wasn't. Really, no, there right? wasn't.
3: No, I, I same thing, Dan. I expected them to get in this neighborhood and be attacked by like rabbits' foots and broken mirrors and other superstitions, and it just doesn't yeah. really <laughs> And elevators. Right, elevators, <laughs> with double press buttons. Right, and it just it just kind of comes <laughs> and goes. Like, there's no other mention of it. There's also one scene we skipped over real quick. Yeah. They're at I think they're at lunch or breakfast, and the phone rings, and she's like, "Don't pick it up. It's probably just business." Is there any other better reason to take a call? <laughs> like what what it's not like it's just cousin calling to see if they can meet up for pizza later. If you yeah. guys got a job to do, let them let them work. Lady, you know what I mean?
1: We we're on this trip because of this business.
3: <laughs> I'm right. You about. got the you got the honeymoon yeah. suite with all the funeral flower arrangements because <laughs> of my job. Let me let yeah. me live.
1: You wanted all those weird flower arrangements. I did it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <Five.
0: laughs> You wanted that wreath with a black and white photo of you with a banner that said, rest in peace on it. I got you that. <laughs> so, yeah, they're in <laughs> they're in Crouch End. Um, uh, they're walking around. They see those those cat faced men, those greasers who yeah. every other time they look at them, they look like Ron Perlman. Yes. Uh, Ron Perlman from Beauty and the Beast. Um, and then shout out. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. A, a bit more caddish than usual, yeah. And then they see, then they see those fucking those two kids, those little cockney bastards, yeah. And the one girl's um, like, "Oi, that... take off, Joe." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah, what the hell? And there's like that weird and like those weird camera things where the boy keeps yelling "sir," and every time he yells it, the camera like zooms in closer and closer yeah. to
3: him. Yeah, I feel like that was very that actually was. What? Sorry, Dan. I'm <laughs> gonna cut you
0: that. off. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> no, no. I was just gonna say that actually fucked me up a little bit. That was that was pretty jarring. I feel
3: like that was very '90s to me, like almost like a Sega Genesis commercial. Yeah. Where, like they'll show a kid yelling and then do a close <laughs> his mouth yelling the same thing again. Yeah. Um, like that. It, I think that was jarring because you don't see that as much anymore. Kind of reminded like a, like an MTV Extreme Sports jump cut kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because it, it looks it <laughs> looks dumb. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just something different.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, I get it. I'm the only one who was scared of the little boy.
1: <laughs> all right, well, with the claw hand. All right, we got we got to talk about what the fuck is going on in this episode. Let's go. Um so the the taxi driver uh, explains you always
0: want to talk about what the fuck's going on in the episode. <laughs> the
1: the taxi driver explains that um, Crouch End is a thin spot in uh, in in between dimensions and he 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 explains it as our world our universe being inside of a leather ball and on the outside of that ball is uh nicks and scrapes and things and um uh sometimes there, a tear happens and it the other dimensions can pour in through that tear into our world and those thin spots are all over the place and crouch end is one of them and claire just sort of claire ferlani just sort of like uh, that's that's weird. I'm gonna get out now <laughs> and moves on um so then they're walking around town. He's trying to find his where this meeting is taking place, and uh he lost his directions because there probably never was directions um and so they're they're walking around they're lost trying to find it.
3: And there's a part right here I don't like okay a- and he refuses to ask for directions yeah. and then she gets Madams what is it with guys with directions mm-hmm. That's got to be like the uh. most overused stereotypical, probably not true anymore yeah. thing I've, I've heard and I'm like how does that get by? How does that make it to TV a joke <laughs> that old and and like yeah. cliche at this point. but
1: I will say ladies. Don't give me directions, all right? I know where I'm going. Yeah,
0: <laughs> don't you ever tell me where I, how to get where I'm going. Let me starve in the
1: woods. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm a man, damn it. <laughs> um, also, what about when he, they're lost, right? Yeah. He wants for directions. I'm going to go in the police station. And he goes in, there's nobody there, he just starts like walking around the police station as if he owns the police. Yeah. I can't imagine a scenario in modern day life where you would just walk around a police station with reckless abandon like that.
1: Right. And then like and then the camera sort of like tilts up and you see that like huge like claw mark in the desk. You're like, what is happening in the oh, Crouch yeah. End here? Hmm. They, they they find this uh Crouch
3: End Hidden Dragon. Am I right, <laughs> fellas?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah right. <laughs>
3: I am not. Can I get amen? <laughs> um, <laughs> um.
1: So they uh, they're walking around town and they find this like um, it's like a mansion or something cr- surrounded by these hedges, and uh, there's this big like, it's a, like like a smoking black like sinkhole or something in it, the middle of the lawn.
3: It looked to me like somebody dug a grave mm-hmm. and then like lit it on fire. But yeah. you only saw the smoke. You didn't see the fire. Or what was in the bottom of the hole? Whatever. Right.
1: But it was smoking. So they're, they're like, peeking through the bushes, and they see this, and Lonnie's like, I'm going to go check it out. And this is is one of my favorite fucking tropes in, like, horror movies, is when, like, the guy is just like, I should go over here. I should check this out. But he's not, like... He's, like, such a beta male. (laughs) And he's just like... You know what I mean? Like, he's, like... No, I'm going to show her that I can fucking handle this, and I'm going to be the the tough guy right now. And it just it backfires and, tremendously. And <laughs> as a
3: as a trope, these guys are never prepared for anything. Like it's not no. like, I got a gun, I got a bat, I'm I'm a MMA fighter. Right, it's just he's a random guy that will yeah. go fight a supernatural even force yeah <laughs> with nothing but a sport coat on. Yeah. Um, right so even if it had just been a
0: regular hole, he would have fallen into the hole. <laughs> yeah. That's how unprepared to handle this he is.
3: Also I, I'm not, right before they, when they, they look at the hole and then they get kind of pulled into the, the shrubbery Yes. Um, when they sh- when they show the shrubbery the first time, it's a very normal sized bush, right yes. Um, I dabble in landscaping by no means a professional. <laughs> but what happens next is they get <laughs> they get pulled into the
0: shrubbery right? You can save your plugs for the end of the episode, <laughs> by the
3: way. Fall, fall cleanups available now. Cheapest prices in Monmouth County. Um, so they get, they get pulled in, right? And they're fighting their way out of this bush, and it's cut up in a way where I thought the streaming was messing up. Like, I thought the, the oh, computer a yeah, computer yeah, outfunction. Yeah. Yes. The way yeah, it's cut. Same. But also, the shrubbery they're being pulled through is way bigger than the shrubbery they show when they're looking at it. Yeah. Like, they're being pulled for, like, 30 seconds. I thought that was, an like, a dimensional inch thing, though. Well, yeah, you're, I think... I think you're I, you're probably smarter than me and correct. <laughs> no, no, I think <laughs> I don't think no, I don't think follow it like a, like
0: suspending my disbelief for this shitty show makes me smart. I think that makes me a sucker.
1: <laughs> okay. no, uh, so you're, you're asking the right questions here. Yeah. <coughs> so so Lonnie gets he gets pulled into whatever, and Claire for Lonnie tries to <laughs> tries to grab him, and he's like, oh, "Help me, help me!" And she can't get to him. His hand like shoots out from the other side of the bushes. So she tries to grab it and she almost gets pulled in and then he gets like thrown up and over the bushes. And he's he's smoking and uh, covered in like uh, <laughs> dirt or like whatever the uh, interdimensional like the, uh, scuzz
3: is. It, it, it's like a black ooze kind of thing. Which they yeah. start off the episode showing a spider crawling around and it. It makes a bunch of appearances like, yeah. right now. But then they never really explain. They do what, not explain what that it's is. It's weird too because it's not like he got bit by a zombie. Now he's becoming a zombie. Like it's not clear what his symptoms are after being sucked into the ooze. Right. Right. He's kind of losing it, but kind of well, not. Well, You can't. I I can't really tell what's I what's going to happen next, kind of thing.
1: I think that's that's sort of that's another one of the Cthulhu things is like in that original story, the when they see Cthulhu himself, right. The the people that see him just go like instantly insane because they just can't fathom something like so big and so monstrous like so they're just like if that's real what else is real I you broke my brain and gotcha. I th- kind of think that's what's mm-hmm. happening here is he's just like you know just he's operating with a it. broken brain yeah he's Fair he's he, Lonnie is broken now yeah. and Claire for Lonnie is trying to, <laughs> to to trying to hold it together and like figure things out. It's real like it's kind of like a Twilight Zone episode, is what it's like.
3: That, what I what I thought about this whole yeah. mini series from what I read a little bit of before I watched it. That is that what they were going for, kind of like a modern day Twilight Zone. Yeah,
1: like a Twilight Zone or um, like a Tales from the Crypt. But I this one is definitely more in the Twilight Zone vein, where it's like, I don't know I think of that one with like William Shatner, where they like, uh, you ever watch the show? Are I've you, seen Twilight. Zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when they go to that diner and they're, they, there's like the little like fortune telling devil head thing, and they they're just like pumping money into it. Trying to get fortunes told, and it's telling the right thing, and they just get like sucked into it. Um, uh, just like couples being like out of their element and being like, you know, just sort of tormented and tro-
3: Right. Like separate them just enough that yeah. there's tension, but not enough to break them up, kind right. of thing.
1: And he, like he's going insane, and she's like trying to hold it together, trying to, you know, keep this all going. Um, all right. So they're walking around. And what what happens with this uh, this tunnel thing here? Whatever they're where are they at, Dan? Yeah.
0: So it's like the first
1: time we see the tunnel, it's like it's
0: yeah. A tunnel uh, under a bridge kind of thing, like a little underpass. Yeah. Um, they're walking toward it and he, Lonnie stops like dead in his tracks and he has like this vision of a shadowy figure standing at the other end of it. And he's like, "No, we can't go that way. We can't go that way. Like whatever he is imagining will happen is scaring the shit out of him." And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. a a portal opens up in front of them and starts gently sucking in all the weird shit they've been seeing in Crouch End. Yeah. Uh, crouch End. So first, it gets the cat greasers. Then it gets the cat whose like face is half rotting yep. away who uh, we probably should have mentioned because that comes into play yeah, a yeah. lot. Um, there's a cat, but, a, a, yeah, a little fluffy cat missing half of its face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, uh, by the time this comes out, hopefully you'll have seen that clip because I do plan on posting it on our social media. Yeah. Um, so they're standing there <laughs> and it's the effect is supposed to be like that there's this insane tempest surrounding this portal. But they're just kind of standing there, and things are floating past them very slowly into the portal. Claire Forlani does grab onto something, but that just seems like more of a precaution than <laughs> yeah. anything, like in case things get serious. <laughs> um, it's see- and then it closes up. Oh, what were was you going to
3: say? You mentioned how gradual the pull starts. Yeah. It seems like it starts so, so slow. They should have just gotten further away. Like you could have just right. jogged, you, not outran. You could have out jogged that interdimensional pole. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did it seemed like a yeah. like a mild to strong wind. But not you know, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. these are
3: two two young in shape sure. people, they right. could have got away. Like <laughs> Definitely. the guy kind of gave up. Yeah, and look, Claire these grabbed are... a, like a, a flagpole
0: or something. Yeah. Yeah, these are a couple of fucking hard bodies. they're trying yeah, <laughs> they're trying to fuck constantly and it's no wonder why they could have they could have gotten out of here, no problem. totally. Um, so that happens and then Lonnie is just still crazy. like he doesn't seem much crazier no um, right for having stared into this void. Uh, so yeah, they resume the plan. They're just gonna continue trying to get out of Crouch end they're getting more and more lost because like time doesn't function the same in this dimension. And like, they're trying to like use the sun as a guide and use landmarks. And it seems like things are kind of moving around them as they move. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's a real Mothman prophecy <laughs> situation. Like, well, I, I
3: thought it would have been cooler if they did more with that, like that the streets are moving and the street signs are changing. Maybe they like yeah. show some of the buildings shifting around. But all we see is like 30 minutes of a couple lost in a bad neighborhood. Right. But and it, you could kind of tell like dance it. It's not like they can't just walk out the way they walked in. But what's happening isn't really explained either.
1: Yeah. And it's not, re- not even a bad neighborhood besides all this interdimensional stuff. The neighborhood, very nice. <laughs> true, true, true. Oh, lovely,
0: lovely neighborhood. Yeah. Beautiful. He, I mean, Lonnie says it. He says, I love this style of architecture. <laughs> right.
1: So, <laughs> um, so, they're back at the tunnel, and uh, Lonnie is on the other side of it, and he, he tells uh, Claire for Lonnie to come, come meet him on the other side, right? And uh, mm. so, like, the vision he had is now come to pass. Right. Very spooky. Very spooky and she she starts walking through the tunnel and st- she starts going insane and then uh, but then she runs out. She runs out the other way and past
0: yeah. um Well, when she's in the tunnel, this giant monster puts its hand on her shoulder when she looks up at it. It's the cat. The cat just got big. Oh, <laughs> well, it's a big kitty. <laughs> it's just a big old kitty cat. Yeah. Who even cares? Uh, uh for a second I was like, wait a second. Am I watching The Sopranos cuz that's a big pussy? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. (laughs) I want Angelo back. Uh,
1: Um, Then Claire Forlani starts running, just running away, Um, and she runs. Yeah.
0: And at this point, she's really more like Claire (laughs) Forlani. Like she's been through a lot. (laughs) Oh my God, Angelo is eating out of the palm
1: of my
3: hand. (laughs) You got me, man, Captain Volumes. Yeah. (laughs)
0: All right.
1: So she's running away. Yeah, and she runs past. uh, Runs past a sign that says Cthulhu on it, right? And uh,
0: Oh, yeah. She runs past several signs that have several Lovecraft monsters' names yeah. on them. And as she's running past them, there's like a spooky man's voice reading them out loud.
1: Yeah. I, I, like, it's like
0: Cthulhu, Irrele, whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So she's just in the Lovecraftian, Lovecraftverse is what it seems like, right? Mm-hmm. And then then she yeah. she mm-hmm. she comes upon the those two creepy kids again and they try and- she comes on those kids <laughs> i fuck i knew you were going to say that. <laughs> your words man your words <laughs> so she comes on these kids right and uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> what a, they like they start like trying to drag her into like some fucking
0: yes yes drag her yes yeah yes <laughs> she's running yeah they, yes, yeah, she's runn- <laughs> yeah, they- <laughs> yeah she's running away she's she's found like the the thin spot she's found how to get back into right. her universe yes and the kids are following her um sh- they they managed to grab her and she falls or she falls and they managed to grab her maybe. Um, and they have her by the leg. She wiggles out of her shoe. That's enough to get them off of her. Yeah. Uh, and then she's back in, well, sparse- well wait. <laughs> old sparsely populated.
1: Oh, what? No, be- I mean, before that oh, happens, uh, she sees Lonnie again. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. Lonnie, Lonnie is like, uh, you know, he's basically like, you're going to love it here. This is, this is my home now. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> then right behind him this like big tentacle monster uh like comes up from the ground and like just gobbles him up eats just him eats him much, right? yeah and then and then she goes back yeah. to jolly and then, old, uh, london right
0: yeah it's weird that i forgot that because it's probably the uh, <laughs> it's like the the most <laughs> interesting <Yeah. laughs> visual of the movie yeah yeah, like the tentacle opens and you see Lonnie's face being like sucked into the monster and he's like bleeding that black goo from his eyes and screaming. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. It was poorly done, but I like the visual yeah. of it. It was pretty no, yeah.
1: Up. And it was weird cuz she was just, she was still like all right, one we should fuck one more time before <laughs> <laughs> I'm not <in> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So she runs up she runs up and just that thing goes to town right. on her.
1: Oh man, yes. So we we we're, we're really easing out of the porn thing from last week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This
0: is two weeks in a row that the movie culminated in an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know,
3: it's weird too. Is this interdimensional creature that wants to suck them both in? doesn't have a great work ethic. Like, it got the guy, yeah. and then she just had to run a little <laughs> faster than, like, molasses-moving ooze right. to get away, and she just lost one shoe because right. of it. Mm. Like, why wouldn't they go harder at her? You know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't make any sense they got the guy right. that was the, it.
0: These monsters, these monsters seem to be able to move time and space. Right. So how hard, is it, how hard is it to trick Claire Forlani? <laughs>
3: right. and what I don't like, and I see this in a lot of horror, even, like, action movies... When she loses her shoe, it's a high heel, right? Yes. Now we're supposed to be. She's been running at full speed for the last hour in high heel shoes. Yes. Now, much like landscaping, I'm not a professional runner, but I have some experience. <laughs> yeah. Nobody <laughs> is doing that. Right. Like you, even though, I mean, like a world class marathoner cannot move that fast in she's high heels. She's a lady. You gotta, you gotta take your shoe. Well, even a guy, you gotta take your shoes off or put on. Do, do something to move that quickly in any kind of heel. I really will stand by that.
1: Yeah, that was the big, big thing with. The it would have been a much world. funnier visual. Go, go
0: on. Oh, what? Everyone running in heels? Yeah. Every, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say it would have been really funny if she had uh, slipped out of like a Teva or th- those shoes that look like feet, whatever <laughs> yeah. those are called, Vibrams.
3: Well, I was going to say they messed up a great chance for product placement if she could have taken her heels off and put on like a pair of Nikes or Adidas and then really, really outrun <laughs> yeah. these interdimensional monsters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So then. So now we're back at the police station where the opening scene. And she's, you know Well,
0: hold on, cause I do want to discuss that old couple that she comes up to okay. like when she first gets out of the alley. Only because like <laughs> she's like, Hey, uh, they uh something got my husband in Crouch End, and they're like, Blimey, it's happened again, oh Mom. <laughs> and <laughs> uh she kind of gave him and, and she's like, I need treatment. to get to a police station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they she's like, I need to get to a police station and they're like all right, it's down the street.
1: Can't miss it. Bye. <laughs> yeah, you you've got it right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just like they're British yeah. folk. They don't want to get all involved. Right.
3: <laughs> but as much as that's like a British thing, I feel like that could definitely happen in America. Like if you're walking down the street in any kind of city, oh, yeah. and what you thought was a crazy person, yeah, was like you wearing one shoe, right? And you're like, oh, my husband, this and that. It just I'd got eaten that. by I... a
1: tentacle monster, and you're like,
3: whoa. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, there's a police <laughs> station. See you later. Like yeah. I, I don't think I would get involved in that myself.
1: No um so okay right. so now we're back <laughs> so then the she goes station. back to the police yeah. station
3: and the establishing
0: shot of the police station is someone pouring a cup of coffee and right off the bat i called bullshit we're in england babe they're not pouring cups of coffee yeah.
3: i like that attention to detail dan
0: <laughs> yeah well it, it infuriated me angelo <laughs> I, I i was livid i flipped my desk
1: uh so Claire Fulani is explaining that her husband uh is missing and all the stuff. And um and then a cat jumps up on the desk, right? And and knocks over the mm. coffee. And the the cop is like, Oi What what is does he say?
0: <laughs> oh, don't worry about him, none he's friendly, he's friendly. That's all yeah, he's like, Don't worry about him. Uh Lonnie's Lonnie won't hurt you. He's he's a friendly cat. And she's like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. And this part went on for so long. She's like, what did you just say? And he's like, don't worry about him. She's like, no, the other thing. He's like, he's a cat. No, no, no. What's the other thing? It felt like they did that five times. It it
3: almost felt like, are you guys fans of The Office? Yeah. There's a couple couple scenes in that where Michael Scott is like, explain to me like my third grader. Okay, explain it to me like I'm a second grader. <laughs> it almost got like that. Like we need to make this point on three separate times for this woman to understand what's happening. Yeah. And,
0: right. And like if it had actually been something that the audience wouldn't have caught on to, then maybe you get away with that. Yeah. But like, you know, we all know where it's going. Just cut to the chase, right. please. And then they and then she looks back at the cat and its face is all fucked up again, like it wasn't yeah. the alley. So
1: are we to think that that's that's Lonnie? i don't think so i think
0: it's just Just like a fucking cat i my thinking was she maybe she maybe went into like a different parallel dimension or something Hmm. hard to say where Lonnie is the name of the cat and not her husband or whatever
1: yeah very confusing
3: my first thought was reincarnation. Uh-huh. Like you get pulled in by the black ooze and a three headed tentacle monster, and you come back as something else. Like, that's what uh, I, I thought the first time I watched it. Could be. But it. it's never mentioned in the, world, it's in the theater, so it's obviously me being me making inferences that maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> uh, but number two, why would he be reincarnated to something that already exists? Right. Like, wouldn't he be a different exactly. cat? Because this cat is already a thing in this world. And
1: why is this cat's face so fucked up and nobody is, like, these cops are not addressing it? <laughs>
3: But it, I might be wrong on this, but do they see the face being messed up or does only she see the face being messed up? Oh, uh, I don't know. Unclear.
0: A lot of unanswered questions here. Um, I was wondering all of that. Uh, but yeah, we you really don't get a lot of answers here, which kind of works because when you're dealing with like when the monster uh, or the villain, whatever you want to call it, of your horror story is something like cosmic and unfathomable. You get a lot of wiggle room on what you do and don't explain. Mm -hmm. And as we've talked about on the show a bunch, uh, one of Stephen King's Achilles heels is that he'll over explain how the monster works. Um, So in that respect, I didn't mind it too much, but it got to the point where I was like so disoriented that I couldn't even care about what was happening. Sure.
3: I don't mind. And it it wasn't like a, a
0: satisfying watch.
3: Right. I don't mind like an ambiguous ending where you watch it with your friends or significant other and you debate what you think the ending meant. You know what I mean? The problem with this is I just didn't care. Yes. Like I ended up like I had the same conversation in my head. We just had three of us on the podcast and legitimately five seconds after I hit stop, I was like, I just don't care. I don't (laughs) care. I'm moving on to the next thing in my head. (laughs) Exactly.
1: All right. So it
0: didn't help either that they set them up as like the most unlikable people in the world. Mm. Just. Horny and rich and who gives a shit. (laughs) Totally. Yeah.
3: I get point. You're rooting for the cat people to take them over. Right.
0: (laughs) That's right. Yeah. All right. So that's how the episode ends. Uh, uh, you want to dive into some seggy weggies?
2: Oh, that hurts my parts. This
0: is is is. my parts. Uh,
1: my parts hurt.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, my parts. Oh, my fucking
1: parts. Um, (laughs) So this is where we talk about what your least favorite part of the episode was. Um, But you knew that. You already knew that. Um, Fan of the show, Angelo Gingerelli. Yeah. Angelo, what was your least favorite part?
3: Honestly, honestly, it was the three visions they kept showing, the two kids, the three gang guys, and the cat... I just thought they were, like, meant to be very disturbing and stick with you, Mm. and then they just didn't. Like, it was like, why don't you show me something else, or or, I, I just didn't think they worked very well. Right. Um... And then I, I didn't really like the couple mm. at all. Like I, didn't, I didn't really want either one of them to get out of, of yeah. uh, crouch, what, crouch, crouch just, end. I just wasn't. I didn't care that so much. You're, when he
1: made it out so you're like, I don't like the monsters or the main characters, right? I,
0: so I <laughs> you so your least favorite part was watching the episode.
1: <laughs> Stephen King in general,
0: <laughs> right? I thought yeah. it. Did. Well, no, actually, by process of elimination, your favorite part will be the Jamaican cabbie. <laughs> well,
3: I, th- <laughs> I thought it gave me a very good idea of what modern day London is like. Yeah. I feel like I have to. Traveler now because I got a good mm-hmm. feel for him from this episode. And uh, that's that's all I really yeah. needed out of this. <laughs> all
1: right. Great. Perfect. Dan, what yeah. was your... Uh, this, was, what... this
0: was paid for by the London Board of Tourism. <laughs> Dan,
1: uh, what what hurt your what parts? Was my...
0: Um, I, you know, not to piggyback too much, but I think, okay, for me, it's either the way Lonnie plays crazy as just like a simpering man uh, boy. Yeah. Um, where it's like, you promised you would help me. (laughs) Um, but also I think more than that, uh, the cat, because of the fact that the way the, the effect was overlaid on its face, it's like a computer, like a CGI, uh, bad face. Um, it, it, it was like the first time they show it, it's not placed correctly like it's a little i know off. it's like yeah it's
3: like <laughs> i am not for cruelty to animals and it's not like capacity, m- moving right? well, with you could the do cat better itself. than self
0: well
1: yeah no you should you should be able to like uh, put prosthetics on a cat or something
3: yeah it's it seems like they just put no effort yeah. into the cgi whatsoever
1: yeah um i i really hated yeah. like the uh like the bad camera work like when when she's trapped in the uh, like the bushes or whatever that whole thing, and then when they're out when that portal is sucking things up, that like they zoom in on Lonnie like five times. I I, I just yeah. I don't like the zooming. I I don't like it. It's I I just don't like that. It, it's jarring and it looks yeah, like Lonnie shit. had a really bad. He had like a really bad
0: harrowed face yeah. too. Like uh yeah um also. The director of this, Mark Haber, um, you know, TNT must have liked this episode because he'd go on to direct 14 episodes of Rizzoli and Isles.
1: Wow. That's a that's a real great uh, crime procedural. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
3: I mean, Rizzoli and Isles show truly has Um. everything. I, I'm actually I don't I've never seen Resolian Isles, but I'm a rabid New York Islanders hockey fan, oh. and I've been saying for the last like 10 years there should be some kind of mashup of like Rosolian New York Isles. That's a short. <laughs> like bring them out to center ice, Resolian Islanders.
0: The, like a right, like a put Scooby the on
3: the show. I, I just think neither the Islanders or Rosolian Isles did what they could have done with right. that name. I, I it could have been so much more. Like Rosolian Isles light at the game.
0: Neither of those. Neither of those really have anything to lose by trying it because who gives a <laughs> shit about the Islanders? Right, it's the
3: third. It's the least most popular hockey team, and it airs the least popular sport. Right, and a show that I think's been on for a while, but no one admits to watching.
1: Yeah, it, it has like twelve seasons, but yeah. nobody's seen an episode <laughs> yeah. of it. It's
3: like
2: so she many is. watching this. <laughs>
1: um this is just
0: yeah it's uh it's the shazam effect or whatever the fuck what's the Shazam? oh the mandela, the mandela effect yeah yeah yeah, like the to mandela call effect. It. yeah 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 yeah
1: um <laughs> all right um let's uh let's move on
0: let's uh let's Danny. this is danny this is um, shining moments no. shining moments of course uh, we're gonna go around and discuss our favorite parts of the episode. Angelo, do you have it in you to pick a favorite I, I part? I do,
3: and I hate to admit that my favorite part was the same as Lonnie's favorite part. <laughs> that I, the neighborhood looked kind of cool. Like I thought the architecture and <laughs> yeah. just as something to look at, it looked okay to me. Yeah. Um. So that was my my favorite thing. All right,
1: Dan, what was your, uh, your what was yeah, your shining your real... moment?
0: Uh, my oh my shining moment. Damn. Okay, so. As bad as those kid actors were, and you know I'll be the first to take a kid actor to task because I don't mind punching down. My my I really enjoyed I thought the prosthetic on the kid's hand was a really nice touch. It was like a subtle, fucked up kind of thing that like it felt foreboding without actually being anything that you could recognize. Sure. Um, so I just thought I thought that was good costuming or whatever of, you know, prosthetics, makeup, whatever you you would call it um yeah i thought that was a nice touch
1: all right um i i liked when lonnie got fucking eaten because at that point i was fucking done with this guy (laughs) it was fair enough Um, yeah that was what a dread!
0: oh i i really liked his line though um i think it was right after the uh the thing with the shrubbery when uh after they've run away, and he's like, "Where's my jacket?" And She's like, "You threw your jacket away. It was covered in goo." And he's like, "Oh man, I like that jacket. It matched my pants."
3: <laughs> I'm also is, I'm that's also just a, a funny thing she, to say about a, funny a suit. Yeah. I'm also a funny. Yeah. I'm a fan of when she slaps him when he's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, <'Cause laughs> like I, I don't like the yeah, method but in slap. this case, you're like, finally, somebody yeah. slapped Lonnie.
1: <laughs> that that does seem like a, like almost like a like a callback or something to uh like. 50s style movies where like, but it, like the genders are reversed because like in those like early movies they would like the women would be hysterical and somebody would have to slap them to get them to which, think straight, you know? Which, as
3: we know, yeah. is the only way to deal with a hysterical person. <laughs> yeah, to physically assault them. <laughs>
1: yeah, if somebody's losing their mind, definitely beat them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if so- if
0: someone's fragile, yeah, take a hand to them, please.
3: So. <laughs> I'll give uh, you a Rob, reason to panic <laughs>
1: Yeah it's like uh, Oh my knee hurts uh, And then they slap him in the face And now your face hurts You're not thinking about your knee It's based, It's like that mentality <laughs>
3: Also in all I the, helped In you. all these movies <laughs> Including this one The man or woman Is losing their mind Is being completely rational Like if yeah. you were trapped In this neighborhood With his ooze And these cats And these biker gangs You should be losing your mind <laughs> Right
0: Right. Why is she not losing her yeah. mind? Is it because, oh, because she didn't go through the,
3: the head. She didn't look into the. the yeah, she the
1: didn't crowd. look into the void and the void did not look back.
3: Like, I'm a pretty level headed guy, Too but bad. I've lost my mind over way less than this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my um, God.
0: Yeah. I was in. Yeah. Like traffic. Oh, yeah.
2: Start, oh, just
0: start don't even get me started, started Rob, what's your shining traffic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, what what shines for you, my man? Uh, no, when Lonnie gets eaten, uh, that's. Uh, oh, that's
0: right. You did say that. Yeah, yeah. But, that's how. I. You know what? We've been we've been riffing so so hard for <laughs> so long. I forgot. I lost touch with my roots. All right. Well, um, with that out of the way, I think it's time to talk about King tropes.
3: In the book I'm working on now, there's a spooky monster.
1: <laughs> this is King uh, tropes. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> so. Angelo, if you uh, basically we're going to talk about things we've seen in other Stephen King stories. So if you if anything from the Green Mile, <laughs> any story elements yeah. seem to have made its way into here or Shawshank, mm. um, please feel free to shout them out. Um, I'm going to I'm going to start off. I'm going to say a uh, spooky cat, foreboding, uh, cat. Yes,
1: foreboding cat, um, all, uh, hedges that um, that attack people. That's from uh, the. Oh, the, problem the hedges. Shiners. Uh the Shining Mini series yeah. from the nineties. Um
0: uh, <laughs> uh there's has have we had like a, a King Lovecraft thing yet? There, uh, or, there has to be, right? Come on. I don't think so. Oh, how about this? Sticky black goo that'll kill. you. How about you. this?
1: Sticky wickets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um blindygov, that's a king trope.
1: Um <laughs> That part where uh, Claire Filani crawled through a river of shit and came out clean on the other side.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that part where she gets out and she says, quick, I need to go to. Oh, fuck. I forget the name of the town in Mexico. Never mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. Uh, I think that. Well, I- like interdimensional kind of stuff. That's kind of like the Langoliers. Right. Like when they go through a rip yeah, in like time sure. and shit. Um mm-hmm greasers uh that's about it though this is oh oh my god yeah how the fuck and cat people let's not forget yeah cat and people. cat people yeah so yeah greasers is like a thing that comes i up love that he made time for of greasers his... <laughs> in this
3: yeah <laughs> in, in this is like the 80s or 90s um yeah we we're, were greasers running a thing man. <laughs>
1: you're right now all of his stories they have a greaser in it yeah Amazing. Yeah. Also,
0: we're in England. Really, greasers are not English.
1: Yeah, really shoehorning the that's greasers in. Like that's
3: a, really working <laughs> yeah. the greasers into the plot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I don't know how old Stephen King is, but I'm like painfully <laughs> unprepared for this. But I think he's like, what's something everybody's afraid of? Greasers. Yeah. They put him in everything. You know, I think yeah, a well, lot of his
1: stories uh, from. Uh, th- you know, he grew up in, like, the early 60s, right? He was a kid then. And so, like, his stories, some of them take place in that time period, and they have greasers and shit. And I think when his movies were first being made in, like, the 80s, there was, like, it was all the baby boomers, and they were like, yeah, fucking greasers, man. I, I remember that when I was a kid. Like, you know, fucking asshole baby boomers, you know? Oh, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Put it that sense. way, it makes perfect sense. And then, you know... It it just carries over, and now it's 2006, and we're still talking about greasers, and everybody's like, "What the fuck we're are you guys doing?" Still fucking dealing
0: with greasers. There's yeah. still a big Jesus. problem. <laughs> um, no one's talking about the greaser epidemic. That Vox article about greasers. <laughs>
3: Get packs of young men dressed like it's a nineteen fifty, just running around creating havoc everywhere they go. Yeah. in the early two thousands, yeah.
0: snapping their fingers and twirling switchblades. <laughs> it's hell on earth. Um, um, yeah. I think
1: that I can't think of any other ones really. No, I, don't I, think. I think that's that's about it. It's good. Um. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. W- All right. W- wait. Well, wait well, how about this one? Um. Oh, okay, I got two of them actually. So like couples traveling. And going through like crazy nightmarish experiences. I'm thinking children of the corn, just about mm-hmm. every one of those. Oh sure. Um and how about yep. uh somebody traveling a long distance just to die? I knew <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Didn't get me yep. while I was at home. Yeah,
0: Angelo, time and time again, we've seen characters travel great distances and the second they get there they just die. Yeah. And like not even just in this sort of thing where it's like, yeah, the story is that they're traveling and then one of them dies because it's a horror story. Just like within the broader framework of a story, someone will be like, I'm going to go get help or something. Yeah. And as soon as they get where they're going, they're just
1: dispatched. Like, like in the Stephen
3: King universe, there's no need for a turn ticket. You ain't coming right.
1: back. Yeah. The, like. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, in The Shining, Scatman Carruthers, when he when they when he's like. <laughs> Uh, he travel he flies he like takes like this like uh like a construction <laughs> snowmobile yeah. to the fucking hotel and then yeah. he like walks in he's like a hello Beau? anybody here and immediately gets an axe to the chest <laughs> and like <laughs> you're like wow that was he he flew across the country just to die um that happens Let this like be that a lesson scenario. to anyone thinking about trying <laughs> yeah that kind of thing happens Don't do like it. Almost all the time in these uh, stories. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. So um, we should um, we should talk about uh, where was Slimer? This is friggin' all over. Where was Slimer? Yeah, this whole fucking that whole dimension was pretty fucking slimy. Um,
0: you know it's yeah. you know it's weird though. Saw a lot of Slimers. Didn't see any hot dogs.
1: Oh, no hot dogs though. Yeah. No no usually
0: when you see well, a slimer, there's a there's not a hot dog far behind.
3: Well, because in England the slimer would be eating bangers and mash. Ooh. That's that's an excellent point. Oh, that's a good point.
0: This that's a really, this that's was a where we're really slimer. good
3: slimer.
1: Great.
0: Good And that was where was Slimer. Good episode. Uh so <laughs> no, we got one more second. I know, I know. It's our final Go segment. Ahead. I am IMDB.
2: They just cheated us. This isn't fair.
0: <laughs> this is IMDB where we compare our opinion of the movie against the average user score on IMDB.com. 517 wayward souls uh, <laughs> logged on to IMDB.com, took time out of their lives uh, to rate this movie. Um, When they're dying and their lives flash before their eyes, they'll have to relive the moment that they said, I thought it was really good. Claire Mm -hmm. Forlani is hot or whatever. (laughs) 5.5 out of 10 stars. Um, Angelo, do you feel that 5.5 out of 10 stars is a fair rating for episode two of Nightmares and Dream Skates? Skates? What? (laughs) Get it. Answer the question.
3: If you've never seen any other episode of television in your life, this is probably a solid 5.5. 5. <laughs> if you have any basis of comparison whatsoever, that score seems wild high to me.
1: Yeah what do you what would you get yeah,
3: if
0: you've even if you've seen some of mark haber's other work namely rizzoli and isles this <laughs> drops dramatically yeah. i would
3: i would give it a 2.0 oh wow and the only shows i watch are rizzoli and isles and new york islanders games and i would still <laughs> give it a 2.2 because most of them are better than this
1: um yeah i i have to i would agree with that i think um I would give it maybe a three because there were like a couple creepy images. I liked when the greasers turned into cat catfolk. Um, I thought they should have done more with that, um, but that was like that was pretty much it.
3: <laughs> I think we kind of talked about this off, off more mic. cat people. Yeah, do, do you? I mean, me and Rob kind of agree with Dan's opinion is that this could have been like an okay idea for a full movie where they explain some more stuff. Yeah, but for forty-five minutes, it really yeah. It's be- called the it mist. just becomes nothing over forty-five minutes.
1: Yeah uh damn what for sure yeah it oh no what would you uh what would you rate it
0: oh um uh yeah rob i'm thinking you know what maybe i'll split the diff i'll give this a 2.5 out of 10 stars this one is really hard to watch usually usually you can hope for like some like goofy dialogue or something the there were a couple moments that i like tongue-in-cheek enjoyed like when claire forlani first finds the cat there's a look she makes that is so over the top. Yeah. <laughs> um. And like just little stuff like that made it bearable. But I would, I could not recommend this to an enemy
3: in good conscience. Dude, real quick, who, uh, how was the first episode of this anthology? It better, worse? What did you guys think about episode number one?
1: I I like the first. One. It was way more yeah, fun. The first one is it has William Hurt, and uh, there's no dialogue throughout the whole thing, and he kills a toy maker. And the toys, he, he gets a, a package of army men sent to him, like the little green army men. And they come to life and they start attacking him in his apartment. And yeah, that's like the whole episode. So the whole episode is him
0: fighting army men. Yeah. Uh, so, c- yeah, comparatively, it's more inventive. It's just like it, it's a, a much bigger swing to take. <laughs> right. it, it was a lot more fun. Yeah, it, we, you get why they let off
3: with that did one. you guys have a guest on that one? We had Mark. Hanley. Yeah. We oh, thought it was real fun on that, right? Yeah, yeah it was a good, good time. Dude. Yep. Um,
1: yeah, we, like, and with all of these movies, if it's not, like, great, if it's not like Shawshank or something like that, it we want it to at least be, like, wild and, like, swinging for the fences. So, like, it should be, like, it shouldn't be boring. Boring is the worst, like, worst thing any of these movies can be. And I think this, this one falls into the boring category.
0: Agreed. Yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty boring. All right. So... Um, and That's
0: yeah, it. that does it for IMDB, which means that does it for the episode. Shows. Oh, uh, Angelo. Yes, Dan. Oh, sorry for talking over. I just want to say thank
3: you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Good to talk to you again.
0: Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, light landscaping, etc.
3: What uh, Landscaping, running, hockey fandom, Rosalian Isles fandom. Uh, seriously. Check
1: out uh, the old episodes of Rosalian Isles. They really hold up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that DVD box will make a great gift for anybody on your list this holiday season. Um, a couple of things I'll plug real quick. If you listen to how painfully ignorant of Stephen King I am, and you're a rabid Stephen King fan, and want more of this Stephen King ignorance follow me on all social media Mr. Fifth Round that's M R the number 5 <laughs> T H R O U N D that's Twitter Instagram Facebook just my real name Angelo Gingerelli and then the next thing I have coming on to end off 2017, I don't know when it's going to air, but I feel this is going be, gonna to be talked about well into the future, so it will be evergreen <laughs> for you guys. I have, ri- I, I have written a play based on the Tommy Cheeseballs episode of MPU True Life. Uh, your, your co-host, Rob Avon, is playing one of my roommates. I'm playing Tommy Cheeseballs. And I got the six or seven most talented comedians from the Azure Park scene to play roles in it. And we're doing that on Thursday, December 14th at JR's, in Seaside Heights, a.k.a. the home of Tommy Cheeseballs. And it's probably the most all-in committed thing I've ever done as far as this will be either one of the best nights of my life or a massive disaster that will knock me out of the comedy game forever. And I'm just – I pushed those chips in the middle of the table, and now we're going to see what happens at JR's on December 14th.
1: Yeah, he's all-in. I, I am so f- – he, he he bought a gun just in case. <laughs> one a single bullet <laughs> either i'm either
3: i'm coming back home a triumphant conqueror or i'm not coming back home at all <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. or you'll be in seaside so you can just walk into the ocean if
0: it doesn't
3: go
1: well um, and that that's going to be uh, that's this Thursday that's in two days after this, this episode comes out so. right so that'll
3: be December 14th awesome yeah. and uh, just guys if you totally can't come to that one the goal for me personally is to keep doing this in the future try to do more table reads based on New Jersey based reality TV shows um, <laughs> as we move forward through 2018 and beyond so hopefully this becomes a thing and Dan next time you're in town you're definitely welcome to, I'll write a hard for you and get you in something as soon as i can
0: oh absolutely i would love that um so uh this is december 14th once again um mr fifth round on all social media um what do we have to plug well we'll plug the patreon we talked about it a little bit at the beginning
1: um and when i say a little bit uh, we did the full pitch yeah (laughs) last week we watched uh blue velvet this coming week, we we watch Spawn. This this whole month, we're doing uh, Mar- Our our series is called Mario Bros. Brothers, and we're talking about uh, the movie Super Mario Brothers. Uh, that's the last movie in the series, and then we're we're doing a Dennis Hopper movie, Blue Velvet, uh, John Leguizamo Spawn, and then uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is Bob Hoskins.
3: I could not love that yes. idea anymore. Yeah, I would. Just- Jump on Patreon, they take all of my money. Just, I like all those three movies. I've been hearing about that Mario Brothers movie my whole life. Never actually seen it, but apparently it's one of the worst movies ever made. Right? Truly terrible.
0: <laughs> it's fucking. It's in absolutely insane. Yeah. Cannot recommend it enough. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, you can get that by uh, clicking the link in our uh, show notes. Um, and five bucks a month will get you access. Not just to these episodes, but all of the backlog episodes uh, before this series. We did a series called Wall to Wall Carpenter, where we discussed every single John Carpenter directed film. Uh, so if you're a John Carpenter fan, uh, it's a great place to hear you boys talk about him. Um, Rob, do you have anything independently
1: of the show that you would like to? Play? Nah, I'm going to be an Angelo show this Thursday. So come check that out. OK, and uh, that's it. Uh that's it, baby.
0: All right. Uh, so next week, next week, we'll be doing episode three of Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Uh, that's Omni's Last Case. Right. It's called
1: <laughs> Omni's Last Case. Is that right? Yeah.
3: Who is the guest on that yep. going to be? Do you guys know? Um, uh,
1: don't know yet. We'll get somebody. We do, but we won't tell. No. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Uh,
0: oh, and William H. Macy's in that yeah, one. Yeah, he plays Omni. So <laughs> got that to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, fantastic stuff.
1: All right, um, so so yeah, until uh, next week. Uh, until be next, next week.
0: week. Um, I'm Dan.
1: Uh, I'm Rob.
3: And I am Angelo
1: Gagliardi. <laughs> Avon. <laughs> uh, Steve.
2: <laughs>
0: Stephen King. Stephen King. Uh,
1: In the outdoor